been lounging, lounging with Skipper. <laughs> You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. Oh, yeah. Yo, yo, yo. I want to welcome everybody to another, another episode of Lounging with Skip. Today I'm uh I had to come through the, the through the studio to, to holler at my guy. Um, you know, music producer, songwriter, you know, making his name in the game, you know, a grinder, worker, workaholic. He goes by the name of Farsi, one half of Wallace Lane, the production group. You know, produced a lot of records that later on we're gonna get into that I know everyone out there has, has heard or came across and didn't know. So I welcome you, man. Hey, cheers. Thank you, Skip. You know what I'm saying? You my guy, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. We out here. I wanna um just get it right into it. Like, tell me your beginnings and how you you know began. What what, what brought the influence of music into your life? I think uh, pops. Well, first, first off, where, sure. where are you from? Where are you from? Where were you born? Um, I was born in Oakland, so California native. Mm-hmm. L.A. for the most of my existence. We I think we moved out here when we were like I was three. Okay. And then uh, just right got right to it, you know. Right. Dad wasn't just doing his thing, trying to survive out here, and uh, but yeah, L.A.'s been good. LA, so L.A.'s home right now. LA's home. So you so you from Oakland you moved out? Yes, from the Bay originally, but okay. yeah, LA. We're definitely out here. So what were your musical influences at an early age? Did you want to produce music when you were young or rap no. or anything? What were you doing as a kid? Not at all. I was just playing video games and playing basketball. Okay. The game, you know? mm. Like probably most kids too. Mm. Music wasn't really like pushed on me other than Pops was like a serious music head. Okay. Like, was like a fanatic about records and playing records on his record player. And like, it looked like almost like he had his own studio, but it was like his his version of it, of his way to whatever release his emotions and whatever you know through music. So I kind of noticed it at an early age. He'd be like trying to sing and shit. It was funny. Word. Yeah. In these crazy Persian scales. Mm. Okay. I grew up on those. On the Persian scales. Persian scales, yeah. What are the Persian scales? They're deep. <laughs> they're, no, they're really deep, bro. Okay. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're um, emotional. Okay. So, so in high school, junior high, you weren't thinking about anything dealing with music. No. Now, no, no. So, who were you listening to at that age? What were some of your musical influences that you were like listening to? I mean, I'll, I'll I could say from the beginning, it, it, it probably started like fourth, third, fourth grade. Dre, Compton, uh, what was what, it? The Chronicle 2000? The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like anything that was like, like Snoop, you know? Like mm. my first CD was uh, Doggy Style. Mm. Okay. I went crazy in that world and then like fucking all that, you know? Mm. Um, Easy E shit, Bone Thugs. Okay. So it's like 94, 95. Yeah. The also, the other, actually, let me take that back. The first CD, the first, I bought two CDs the first time. Janet Jackson, If. Mm. Is that right? If. Is that what it's called? What was it? Uh, which album? What album? I forgot the album. The one with all the white, the anytime, any place? 
Yes. Okay. With the that was the one, yeah. With the uh, well, that was the front cover. Well, I think that was the front cover of the, uh, a, a magazine. Someone was holding it, or maybe a guy. I think it was a guy. Somebody was holding it. Yeah, but that's, that wasn't the album cover. Maybe so. It was I a white cover. Anytime, any place was on there. I think so. Okay. Yeah. This is like '93. Yeah. Okay. I want to like look it up because I want to know. I want to be telling stories and it's like off. So about that, what the what the album is called. Like. But yeah. With Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson, um, Snoop, and then I bought the single for Us Three. Us Three. Remember that shit? No. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to. By who? Well, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was fire. <laughs> so, but but okay. the reason I'm bringing it, that I'm specifically talking about is because if you take all three of those avenues, it's like all it's different like variations of, you know, right. feels. Okay. So, so it makes sense for what goes to my mind like right now. Like it's right. connected to gotcha. even back then. Right. In the brain. Yeah, just liking a bunch of different types of shit, and not just being stuck on it. Right. Oh, it, I like it widened your palette of music. Hell yeah. To what we were creating. So, okay. So, did you graduate graduate from college? I mean, from high school. Yeah. And what did what happened after, after high school? Um. Well, it was right at the end of high school when. Actually, I can take it back. Like the first beat I made, I was like 14 years old. I was at my homie's house. On a uh, like an MPC 3000. Okay. What was that for? You were just doing to be doing something? Yeah, it was just like some bullshit. Like everyone was just like there one night and just fucked around. But yeah, I just had like that was my first um, you know, like making beats was like something that was cool. And like it literally was my best friend Aaron Goldstein who brought that to my attention. Like I would go to his crib and be like this motherfucker's like making beats. This shit is tight. His dad was doing it, living off it. Literally the MPC 3000 at the time, like that was like the drum machine that was my, it was lit. That yeah. motherfucker basically paid for the house in Calabasas that they had. Wow. So I was like, damn, that little thing is like, runs this whole thing. It's crazy. Wow. Drum machine, you know? Wow. Enough hits on there and you're straight. So I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. So, okay, so after high school, then what happened? Now, what year is this after high school? When did you graduate? 2001. Okay. So, uh, so, yeah, it got it got more serious when I was like, eight, like right when I graduated, I was like, all right, I actually like making beats. This is kind of cool. So, I went and I bought like my first, like when I said I like, first bought my, my studio, that was it. Mm -hmm. I remember going to Guitar Center, just buying a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. What was the first, uh, Drum machine, you know, the first thing I bought was a MPC 2000 XL. XL. Yeah, I had the same thing. And I bought that from like a used shop. And it, it was crazy how I bought it. It was like, it made sense. Mm. If I now be connected now. Mm. Like the, yeah, it was really weird, but. You said that's right, coughed it. Was it. Weird. it was weird how, like, what happened? How was it weird? Um, yeah, it was like, I was in there trying to buy it. I was like looking for money. It was like hard to get one. It was like all sold out or some shit. Right. It was like the newest one that just came out, like this XL. And uh, I went there and I was like, we were talking about it with the sales guy. And I was like, yeah, we ran out or whatever. And then this dude like, who happened to be like playing the keys mm -hmm. in like one of the rooms, mm -hmm. he like comes up to me after he's like, yo, I overheard that you wanted an NPC like 2000. I have the same one, the XL that you want. I was like, oh shit, that's fire. And 
Yeah, I ended up falling into his house and buying it, like saved like half the money. Wow. It was crazy. And I got a bunch of shit with it. It was like, whoa. Yeah. So the homies were like, yo, that was a CD ROM. Was, was it like a CD ROM? Did you get like a CD ROM with it or like an external uh, zip or something? It like had that? the um, zip built in. Yeah, okay, you had that one? Okay. Yeah. I had the one with the floppy disk. Yeah, exactly. So. Anyway, that was kind of cool. I was like, whoa, that's some universe shit. Like, okay, so. It just happened to be right there. Yeah, so so you picked this NPC up, now you got it. Yeah. You go home, you hook it up, okay, boom. Now, at this particular time, was your brother making beats too, or, or like, was he? Um, or, or were yeah, you, yeah, he had just got into it also. I think he was, uh, um, maybe not. Okay, but well, we, won't, we won't go on because you know what I'm saying, he, you know, you want to just discuss about from your perspective, from your yeah. Aspect. So, 2001, you got this NPC, started making beats. Who's the first artist you started working <clears> with? What were you just making beats, or were you making something that was for a particular artist at that time? Um, I was just like messing around, you know, just trying mm -hmm. to figure out having fun. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really like dead serious, to be honest with you. It was like more of like a hobby. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was like also working and shit. Where were you working? Selling phones. You were selling phones? Yeah. At, at, at where? Nextel. Okay. Chirp, chirp. Okay. E -E. So you were a good salesman? I was killing it. You was killing it. So you wasn't, so you were just making the beats, something. Yeah, I was already making work. money. I was like, cool. I, you right. know, there was no like, fuck, this is it. I got to do this. Like, this is my only career path. Like, so it fucks up the mindset a little bit. Right. And, uh, I would say ultimately it slows down the dream if you're gonna have a job and try to do it. <laughs> you know, if you get, you know. Okay. So, you know, but you got to be able to get fortunate enough to get to a place where you can do that. So it's you got to be strategic with your own life. It's you know, it's kind of like a maze and it's a game and you got to really figure it out. You know, so, to be able to make to find or get that transition of all right, I'm finally off. Right off that off selling yeah. cell phones and really on this. So how long were you selling cell phones and what happened um, up until that point where you said, you know what, fuck the cell phone job? And were you still in the Bay or were you here in LA? I was in LA. Okay. Uh, actually, I think it was like, I got 20, I think 27, right at that age. Um, what year was this? Shit. Uh, 2012. You said fuck your day job. Yeah. And you really was going hard with this. Now what inspired you to really say fuck that? I'm going in with this. I'm gonna do this. What 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 kicked that off for you when you wanted to jump, you know, jump forward and just have faith and do it? Um I think like little things were coming up where like if you spend a little bit more time doing this, you know. Like what? Um just random opportunities. You know, through different homies of mine that were producers that had like a head start or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, with their with their like accomplishments, and they were just getting on quickly. So mm -hmm. I was like riding the coattail of some of the homies and some of their projects. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy! Like, like I have access to being able to get on some of the biggest albums in the world, you know? Like, who were some of your homies, and what what were some of the projects? Um, I mean. There was like a, you know, a combination of different cats, like Jason Evigan is a good friend of mine, he's a pop producer. Mm -hmm. He was working on a bunch of shit. Um, 
Aaron, my, my boy, who was the one that actually turned me on to like the pr production game. He was working on like Justin Timberlake stuff and he was like all over the place. So I was like, let me just quit. And go full speed and figure it out, you know? So how was how did it feel when you finally quit that job and you said, you know what, let me just go? How did that it was feel? like a mixed emotion because I was like, whoa, well, I'm about to like, financially it's about to be really crazy. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have anything saved up. So you had nothing like, saved up? Nah, it was just on some warrior, like, let's just fucking go. For real? Figure it out, yeah. Yeah, and I was just driving back from like the job site. I was like, man, this is, I'm not doing this no more. That was it. And that was that point. So, yeah. okay. So from that time until last year, you were just going full hard to paint. Now, I know for a while, you you you, you were selling, um, what was it? Um, what was it? Sounds or, or beats online. Yeah, on like we were, we were able to sustain, you know, just surviving based on like enough random people buying beats or like whatever. Just little hustles in like the music game, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and how long were you doing that? The whole time. The whole time? Yeah. So that's what was, that's how you were making your money? Yeah, even you know up until now, it's still going. Mm -hmm. So, um, what's the name of that website? Um, we don't really have it like that right now. Okay. To be honest with you, there's no like specific website. It was well, just, how were you going about doing it then? How were artists reaching to you? Uh, a lot of it was through Twitter and just, you know, word of mouth. Like that. Now, when you were selling these beats to just random people, how much were you selling beats for? That number varied, and it, that was like, it could have been 100 to 2,000, who knows. Man. So how does, it, how does that work for an artist that's looking at something like that, and they're like, oh, okay, to get this beat for 100, but the other artist gets a beat for 1,000. Is that particular beat, that artist's beat, went for 100 bucks, or is this just a lease? How does that, how does that work on y'all? Again, also, it would depend on what your, the deal is with that particular artist, you know? So you all had like a specific... If it was something you were really interested in, you might not have charged them anything. You just done the whole thing for free. Mm -hmm. um, or if it was just like business, you know, you would based on a few different variables. Like you said, leasing it or taking it to beat exclusive. And it kind of depends on the scenario, like, per time, you know? Okay. With what it is that you need. Yeah, and point. vice versa. So if you're like, oh man, the rent is like 700. Then you're like, you know what, let me go and slay these beats real quick. And if I come with that 700, pay the event, then, then let's do it. Facts. Gotcha. Yeah. But if it's just like, ah, we're going to get rents paid. You got, you know, we can probably make a little something for some food or whatever, some groceries. Then let's do it for 50, 100 bucks. That type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, when did it get to a point where all of a sudden, so when did everything change for you from doing that, from grinding it out? Because I remember when you were sleeping on the couch and not knowing where you're about to go, and this was just a matter of a year and a half ago. So, what changed between now and what then and now? Because um, obviously, I mean, I would think that you're sleeping on the couch because you want to now, you know, because you're in the studio creating versus you have to. Yeah, I well, it's crazy because even till now, shit hasn't even really changed much. I'm still mm. going like full speed, you know? Mm. But yeah, we got like our first album placement was on Drake's album, okay. which was last March. There we go. Now, now I want everybody to listen to that. 
So the name of the song is called what? Uh, nothing's into somethings. Nothing's into somethings. Not off the more life. Yeah. More now, life. how'd you feel when that when when that kicked off for you, man? That was the craziest moment probably in my whole life, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, imagine you're like chasing something for yeah. your whole life, and then you finally get it. It's like on one of the basically the top rapper, yeah, rap artists in the world. It's kind of an undescribable feeling, and it's like I don't know how to explain it. It's still kind of weird. Now. Yeah. Right, so you know, in, in instances, sometimes you know, and this is, and I already know a lot of producers are going to be listening to this episode. Um, in a situation like that, you know, sometimes us as producers, we want the money up front, blah 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 blah, and sometimes it doesn't come like that. How did it happen for you? Because I remember, I think you were telling me like, it, it wasn't like anything happened up front; it just happened, and you knew, like at that point. Like, Something wrong coming from it. You mean like the money part of it? Yeah. Well, wait. Can you rephrase your question? Sorry. Was there anything that was was there anything basically paid up front for the beat? Um. Yeah. There is. They like in most. I would say ninety percent of the time. Mm. Uh, as long as you're represented correctly with the right managers and decent lawyer mm-hmm. you should be able to negotiate a producer advance for okay. like any major album really for anything it's, okay. that could be from a kid on the street to um, Drake or whatever it doesn't matter called a producer advance. producer advance yeah which is you basically getting money in advance and it's not a um, it's not like a bonus they're just you're that money is also gonna be recouped mm-hmm. back to that label that artist right. so you're just getting the money in advance. That's why it's called the producer advance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So when cats are like, yeah, let me get a beat, and then you sell a beat for 500 on the street, what's that? Is that, it's obviously no advance on that because they may do something with it, they may not, but you still walked away with that money, correct? Right, But when yeah. it comes with an actual major label. Yeah, you're you're dealing with serious contracts, lawyers, it's like, a, it's a real deal situation, and mm-hmm. so they respect producer especially in that kind of like magnitude you're working on like a big album like that it's almost like them not even talking about it is very taboo it's like weird you know okay. excuse my voice too it's very hoarse right now it's all good um turning up last night <laughs> so you did the drink now after that you were just riding high but you kept working and what happened after that <clears throat> um yeah, basically, from there, kind of the little domino effect of, oh, well, you got on one album, so, you know, hope, hopefully you well, continue. Well, first off, how'd you land that placement on Drake, more like? Um, so, that was a, uh, like a collaboration effort between a few uh, producers that we work with. And, um, I mean, it's like a real long story because, we like, there's a whole story of like how we were submitting to um, to like Drake and and like, how, like it, it, it stems back to actually working on like the last albums, two albums before that, and um, not being not getting on views and then like just you know it kind of it, it was a crazy story. Right. So we get into that. But anyway, we're okay. good. So party next door. So how did that come about? Um, that one was again just another collaboration effort between us and another producer. 
Um, and that was another project that we were just like submitting on like crazy. Yeah, that was a dope record too. Yeah, that one was definitely one of my favorites. And it was amazing because I was really trying to get one with him for a while. And I had personally ran into him at my, uh, one of the studios that I work at. And then, um, but yeah, we were all just sending, submitting. Mm. Same thing with Drake. Mm. Bunch of different ways in, you know? Yeah. Um, to not name any names or whatever, but yeah, mm. just everybody had a way in. Mm. Was sending maybe the same beat. It, it just didn't matter. Like, yeah. let's just get the fucking beat to Drake somehow, some way. Yeah. And utilize all our resources. And so that's kind of how that happened. Mm. Same thing with Logic. Yeah, now what record on Logic album did you uh, Anxiety. Number 13. What album is that off of? That one is off Everybody. Okay. Yeah, and okay. it's funny because a lot, like all three of these, like when I say I really, like was trying really hard to get on them, like I really yeah. put a lot of time into these. They kind of came like back to back to back. Yeah. You know so I know for so you, far, I know. anything that I've really worked really, really hard at any of the project, if I think about it, like to up until day, like right now, all of them, it's just, it was just a matter of how bad I wanted it. Mm. And I'm noticing if I really want something that bad, it's just for some reason it's happening. Mm. So, so like, and I'm speaking on my pipe, yeah. speaking on my pipeline with who I have coming out. And then with the projects that have come out, if you just think about it, those were ones I like, nah, we're working on, this is it. You know, going in, going in. I remember you speaking about logic for a while. Yeah. You know, following Bone, you know what I'm saying? Even part next door, I remember that too. Um, so what have you been, what have you been working on um, since those three songs came out? I know you've been. Um, so I'm, I'm still working heavy on Drake's new shit. Okay. Um, the Weekends album. I have a really big record with him coming out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's got a nice little feature too. I can't say who. Oh yeah. Um, so it's coming out. It's gonna be on the album. God willing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and then, um, but yeah, just a, the pipeline's crazy. I mean, we got a big record with Travis Scott. Got a bunch of shit with like Chris Brown in the works right yeah. now. Okay. Um, we're gonna drop a mixtape with uh, Smoke Perk. Okay. Like in the next couple months, for the kids, for the the new wave, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, just a, a bunch of shit. I got Fabulous's next single featuring mm. Ty Dolla Sign. That one's really? Out. That's a good for that one's good for the for the books, you know. That's dope. That's dope. So you got a record with you got Fabulous's next record, next single. Yeah, coming which out is crazy because with Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, two people I really wanted to have out like a record. Dope. Dope. Um, so, I mean, so so you getting it cracking, man. I mean, I'm trying to figure out like you know some more things to, but it's like with the stuff that you're telling me, it's like, wow. Um, so producers that are that are up and coming, what can you tell them to keep doing to you know what I mean to some some something inspirational for them to keep stay motivated because you know how it is out here, man. You know, we get, we get, we don't Honestly, get motivated. Honestly, it's, it's the most simple thing in the world, dude. It's the most simple thing. Actually, it's two very simple things. A, you can't give up, and B, you have to work harder than everybody. You know? However way that can translate to your fucking career, your life, that's it. Right. It's very simple, black and white. Don't give up, that's obvious. Right. And you have to work harder than everybody around you. If you can figure that out, you're gonna fucking be really good. So and that really can apply to anything. Mm -hmm. So are you simple, looking for? Simple, are, are you looking for any artists? 
Um, if artists want to reach you, I mean, are you definitely looking for, looking for artists new artists, um, looking for new producers, writers, whatever, musicians. And we're definitely expanding the camp right now. It's a good time to bring on some new, uh, you know, new energy, new vibes, hardworking cats. Um, and we're really developing our uh, artist side and stuff too. So we're like, not to say transitioning from album placements to that, but definitely putting a lot of focus into that world. Into producing your own records. Yeah, and doing a lot of original shit, basically. Mm -hmm. Any artists that you want to work with that you haven't worked with yet? Um, there's a bunch, man. There's a lot of really talented people that I really want to work with, but I'll just like leave it to like the most important person I'm trying to work with, that's Pharrell. Mm -hmm. once, I, once I work with Pharrell, I'm good. Might just quit music for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Chill. So, how, how can uh, artists or producers or whatnot reach you? Where can they reach you? Um, you can hit our uh, IG, which is Wallace Lane, or at Wallace Lane. Um, and then, uh, yeah, pretty much from there, that's like the hub. Also, uh, WallaceLane.com uh, too. We have a website where we have some original sound packs, drum packs, melody packs. We uh, spend a lot of time in that world too, giving like producers stuff to work with to make some some fire out of. So all royalty free, sample free, like it's just super lit material. Um, <clears throat> and we have a Kingsway Music Library too, which you can find that on drumbroker.com. Okay. We have a special pack on that's fire. Man, I mean, you working, so Wallace Lane. Yeah, WallaceLane.com. You working, man. That's, that's why I had to come through. That's why I was like, you know what? Let me come through now. You know what I'm saying? Right before I, I felt like, in a minute, really, really, it's gonna be like, yo, who's this? Like, yo, man, let me come through and get an interview on you. Like, who? Oh, what's up, Skip? You know what I mean? Because just super busy, you know what I mean? Yeah, you always So that's why I was like, you know, I just wanna come through life. and just holler at you, you know what I mean? Thank um, you, appreciate you, man. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Let's you know inspire the youth. Let's yeah. Let's get them to uh, keep going, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, I don't want to hold you up, man. I know you're busy up here cooking, you know what I'm saying? About to cook up something, you know what I mean? So, until next you. time, I, I, I thank you. Yeah, thank you for up, coming man? through. Well, me coming through to lounge with me, hey, you know hey. what I'm saying? Lounge with Skip, man. Definitely. You're a legend. Thank you. Appreciate the platform. Appreciate you, bro. Let's go. Peace.